Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of the Grand Bros podcast. Word is here, greeting you on a, a weird weekend, to be honest. Grand Turismo Sport. The news came out. Not going to be any live events in 2020. Something that people have been speculating on for a while. The news is finally here. It dropped on us on a random video clip where people noticed that in fine print, small letters, it said, Hey, we're not going to have any live events this year. So if you want to check that out, definitely go. To, I get, you can find the news all over the place. I don't have to tell you how to use the internet. but So I wanted to bring that up because we did this podcast on Thursday evening. And yeah, we didn't have the news. So it's without the context of knowing that there were not going to be any live events. Yet we did get into that discussion toward the end of this particular show. So what we have on tap for you today is a very casual conversation between myself, Def's son. We also had PHX Infinity from England. We had Cards Fan. We had TX3 Cooper. We had a pretty good discussion. We just kind of talked about what our manufacturers were going to be. We talked about the 1.57 GT Sport update and much more. I do hope you enjoy this podcast. We'll have another one coming up soon so we can talk all about the fallout from the uh, the news and such. So kind of strange times that were, well, who am I kidding? The strange times were here weeks before this news broke, but why I, I, I say strange times because the motivation and, and uh, resolve of the players of Gran Turismo Sport, especially those that are, you know, gunning for the live events, it's really weird. It's all over the place. Some guys, some guys are kind of like, oh, I'll take breaks. Other people are thinking they're just going to hit it even harder for whatever reason. But one thing that I would like to point out to those that are kind of on the fence about this thing, know that in the past, Gran Turismo Sport has always rewarded dedicated players. So even though we may not be getting live events, we are going into an official season. And if you do well, you will get rewarded. I mean, there is also more fine print saying that there are not going to be any prizes and such. But I just wouldn't count out anything. You never know. You could be receiving anything from a letter in the mail from Kaz to who knows a free game system, a free wheel, who knows. But, yes, enjoy this podcast. I hope you're all taking care out there. And we will be back with your regularly scheduled programming that's not so scheduled. But uh, good luck to all those that are doing the first round of racing on Saturday, Sunday. Well, Super Cup, I don't think it's starting so soon. But I don't have the information in front of me. Anyway, enough from me. I'm, by the way, thanks for asking. I'm doing well. Oh, and something else I almost forgot to bring up. We now have a Twitter, so please follow us at Gran Turismo's. Doesn't get more simple than that. Hit us up. I don't know. Maybe we'll tweet back at you. Slide into our DMs. Ask us some questions. Retweet our stupid, stupid posts and content that we put out. No, I'm just kidding. Just a little yoke, but yeah. And uh, do hit us up with any th- any feedback or wants, needs, desires that you have. 
and we will do our best to address them and we are shifting even more so into the form of being a general Gran Turismo podcast rather than just a GT Sport one because GT Sport is uh the sun is getting low in the sky let's just put it that way I'll see you hear you uh etc again soon bye bye So, I'm going to start with Defsun, just uh, give your PSN, uh, what country and region you're in. Name is PX7 Defsun, Canadian, and uh, yeah, I haven't picked the manufacturer yet, so I guess I can't give that, but hopefully <laughs> no. by tomorrow. Oh, no. I, didn't, I didn't want to give, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do you like that and ask you to <laughs> reveal yeah, the well, trick. I would yeah. have said it. I would have said it just to right. make everything more simple, but it's like I physically can't because I don't know no, Exactly, yet. yeah. I think we're all in the same boat more or less, but I think yeah, I, at the end my I, might, I might ask people for some hints at the end of this show. So, But mm-hmm. moving on from there, we have Infinity, PHX Infinity. What's uh, your name and your PSN and where? what country are you in? Uh, so I'm Mark, um, PX7 Infinity. I'm from the UK, uh, in EMEA, obviously. Sweet. Uh, and I drive for BMW. Awesome. Good. That's a good one. And then Cards Fan, hit us with your name, your PSN, what country and region you're in. Alright, I'm PX7 Cards Fan. I am from the United States and I'm from the North American region. Awesome. And then Cooper. Same for you. All right. Uh, my name is PX7. Dar- <coughs> no, sorry. Oh, my name is PX7. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can say it. No. You're, you um, can say it. My name is PX3 Cooper. Um, obviously, I'm from NA, and I still don't know what manufacturer I want to drive for. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Mystery. Just cool. be TX, TX7 or mix them up. Definitely TX7. <laughs> yeah, TX7. And then we also have Jara in here. He may pop in later. He may be snoring in the mic later. We'll never know. Uh, yeah, good group of guys to have on the show. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with me while we talk about some Gran Turismo updates and stuff. So Andrew, you talked about how you mm-hmm. have done like three hours. So, Andrew, right. uh, what's your hot yep. take on 1.57, what you like or don't like about it? Um, it's like two steps forward, one step back. It's hard to say what's back. I think the whole thing about it that's kind of off-putting is the schedule in some regions. Or what What am I What am I kidding? It's like it's EMEA with the seven slots. But, like, the most of the changes that we've actually tested and had time to change so far seem good. Like, the fact that you don't... Well, the range of the slipstream is the same, so it's 1.5, but it's a lot weaker. I was going down the the straight on Fuji in the 4GT when I was trying some cars earlier, and I, it was Lamb behind me in the WRX, and he basically stagnated and didn't catch up to me, whereas on the previous slipstream, he for sure would have at least been able to go alongside me for the braking zone, so right. that's definitely a good thing, so... 
you can still benefit from it in qualifying, but I think I think we could say it was what maybe like two tenths that you gain from slipstreaming, maybe three depending on the track. But this was Interlago, so not super slipstream based compared to something like I guess Seaside. Um, the so it's still there and you could still benefit off of it, but it's not the kind of thing where somebody who would have qualified 10th is going to get pulled now just because they got a slipstream. So that's definitely positive. As far as the cars go, most of the FRs feel kind of similar, but I didn't drive very many. And the MRs, at least the ones that are more handling-based, feel a bit more planted now um, and a lot more consistent for, like, race situation. Their raw pace is probably still pretty similar, like if you take it for a quality lap or time trial. But um, the real benefit, I think, for the update on those cars is uh, the fact that they're so much more viable to use in a race now, and you won't be having to, like, clench your buttocks every single lap trying to survive. So <laughs> that is, I guess, a quick take for me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to, hopefully, the slipstream, because you said 1.5 seconds earlier. So the same distance back you'll get it from, but at that point, I think when you're at, like, 1.3, 1.4, it's very, very, like subtle whereas before if you were at say 1.3 versus like 0.3 you would still get the f it feels like you're still getting basically the full effect which is why it was so broken to get someone's draft and qualifying is because you could start that far back and then have 1.5 seconds worth of uh, space to the car in front to close up and have an advantage on them whereas now if you start that far back the benefit is so little that it's going to be a lot less worth it to I guess park the car and look for somebody. It's got to stop the draft train. That was so ridiculous, man. It made it made oh, yeah. us feel like a bunch of clowns just fucking running around with. It looks everybody. stupid too. Yeah, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. There's nothing romantic. There's nothing Gran Turismo about that at all. No. Nope. Cooper. One of the. Oh, I'll ask him after you continue. Go ahead. Just a little, just a little thing. One of the things we noticed now was with some of the qualifying, it's like one issue solved or one puzzle piece put back in another one out it's like when we were doing a couple tests earlier for some of the other combos one of the things seems to be that well since there's no fuel consumption and there's tire wear now the thing seems to be instead of looking for draft and like getting a lap that way you do your lap and then you reset to the pits and then do a second lap so you have time to do two but then that kind of i guess some would argue that that still is a bit kind of unquality like but, I mean, I still think it's better than, like, you know, the draft train, but it was just something worth mentioning, because I don't know if that's going to, like, cause the room to lag or anything like that, but just worth throwing out there. You never know. There's always going to be something worth complaining about whenever oh, you yeah. change stuff, because now people are just going to be a little more scattered in their qualifying runs, because everyone, not everyone, because before it kind of condensed everyone into the same strategy, so everyone was kind of in line, so now everyone's going to have a different you know, approach to qualifying because you you're, you have the freedom to do that now. So uh, stuff you may run into the situation will be you'll you'll be running in slow cars and stuff like that. Just like real life racing, so it's it's closer to real life stuff, which we all want. So yeah, <clears throat> Cooper, what's uh, what have you found interesting in the update so far? Uh, uh, I feel as if like most MR cars are more stable. Yeah, I felt that in the RSO one. Um, not only that, um, I do notice that some cars have been either 
improved on fuel and some cars have been neutered on fuel so um, apparently the 2016 Lexus has better fuel economy than the 16 now mm-hmm. and it actually has better tire wear than the 16 apparently uh, what else have I noticed um, I've noticed that the, the slipstream isn't as strong anymore so literally it's, it's still a factor but like it's a what it basically means is that you can if someone is clearly slower than you you can literally run away from the driver that's behind I yeah. feel um you can also just like you can you can basically just you know like it'll be it's, it's a much easier time sitting behind uh well actually being in front of someone and just like running away instead of just like you know just carrying them all all across the track and i feel that that's a very good thing that they've like improved in the game um i also noticed that group 2 dirty air isn't like some people will say it's the same but i don't really feel that at all like last time i was doing group 2 like group 2 races and i think I it, it did it earlier today i don't think it's that bad as people say it is honestly right. so um, I don't know if that's like player preference. I don't know if that's um, like uh, I don't know if that's like improper test testing of the dirty air. But I literally don't like feel the dirty air being a big impact on the uh, the actual in in this game as much as it was last update. Uh, the final thing I'll notice is that um. Uh, what else have I noticed? Um, FF Tyler has not changed like in the slightest. Uh, yeah, that's what everyone was hoping for. So, like, or not hoping for, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, FF Tyler is literally just it's not really improved. So, Windfire did a test earlier this morning. I was in the lobby with him, and we were literally testing out the. Uh, the group four uh, Audi TT, and as long and we were also testing out the Viper, and so after five laps, the Viper had better tire wear, and the Audi TT had like worse fronts than it. And you gotta realize that the the Viper is one of the worst group four cars on tires, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the TT is the second best FF to the Scirocco on, like, tire wear. And, like, that's a big factor. And then we saw the race pace. We saw the race, um, like, the laps. And the TT was one second slower in a total time Damn. compared to the actual Viper. And had worse tire wear as well. Had better fuel. I won't lie because the TT is pretty decent on fuel. But the tire wear really just hasn't changed a whole lot in uh, four-wheel drive group four cars and even um, like FF cars it still hasn't like had a big like impact to be honest. And that's where we really needed it. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. And 
I would have hoped that they would have fixed it, but the problem is, is that it seems if it's a situation that they really just like FF cars are gonna drive like FF cars. Like yeah. I completely, you know, um, I I basically just uh, I don't know. Like FF cars specifically drive like the way drive the way they do in like real life, basically, and it's like. It's hard to make those cars in any way, shape, or form competitive when you have to deal with that certain level of like wear in the front tires, and that just makes everything so uncompetitive compared to like the other like Group Four, um, Group Four cars in the category. So, but yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much all I've noticed. There's a couple other things such as the um uh the, the well, they've kind of like made some other changes to like the schedule, which I do like as well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it from this update. It's not, I wasn't really expecting much from it, but I think after today, I can say that this was like a pretty good update. I think some people, especially from like the EMEA region, may like disagree with me, but. I don't know. It, it is what it is. So. Yeah, the schedule over there is pretty brutal. And we have a guy from yeah. the UK. Do you do, uh, so, Infinity, do you do a lot of uh, racing in the FIA, the old uh, tournament there? Uh, yeah, I do uh, do quite a bit of racing in there. Um, obviously, I work with an NA team, though, so scheduling is quite a, <laughs> quite a big thing for me. Um, the I like the earlier... Um, the earlier run times of the races uh, because it gives me a bit more of a chance to compete in a few more um, races before I have to go to sleep so I can wake up and uh, deal with these guys <laughs> um, but yeah it's I'm liking the, the earlier times maybe not so much the uh, the increased amount of races uh, from from what we know they the DR limit might change um, and that might give an unfair advantage to EMEA drivers because more splits means more of a chance to get your DR up. Hmm. So you probably uh, you're probably going to get the case where EMEA drivers have maybe a couple thousand per a uh, couple thousand more DR per yeah uh, sort of FIA day than um, North America. Because I wonder what the new cap is. Has that been disclosed anywhere? I know they just said it was increasing. Uh, they said it's a new cap, but I don't even know like what the actual cap is going to be. It could be, be 80, honest. it could be 90, it could be 2 billion. We don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm actually going to go ahead and check my um, uh, my companion app and see um, how much DR I have. Yeah, we right could now. get some pixel counters out there to see how, how much black has been added to the 75k drivers. Yeah. It's so yeah. sad, dude. I fucked up. I had 75k. Uh, uh, was it like after the ninth round of FIA, and then and going into the final had like really bad races. The chicane at Catalonia owned me. Uh, oh, it's pot luck, isn't it? So it went down. Yeah, it's terrible in the RSO one, dude. I invite you guys to try it. Well, if you have, if you still have an unupdated copy of GTS, try that <laughs> shit out. But the right M6 now, it's pretty nice. Enough. M6 is bad too. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few. Like going over it in the Lexus, or yeah, the Lexus is good. The Mazda is better. 
going over the Jag with it right now, and like, geez, it's so nice going. I mean, FR cars in general handle that chicane so much nicer, but yeah, it's a trade-off. I feel like overall the differential, to me it seems like a differential change. Somebody, meant, I think it was Saika mentioned it on Twitter, saying how he felt like it was a differential change, and then I got to drive yeah. the cars, and I was like, yeah, it's like the initial diff setting got, like, turned up. The only Crank, other uh, thing I can put it down to is maybe, uh, especially on the MRs, the rear might have been stiffened up a bit as well. Yeah. Because um, I feel a little pushier in some, yeah, in weird ways too in yeah. MR. A lot less oversteery. Yeah, controllable though. As if the MR cars needed any more help, but they did. Some <laughs> of them did. Some of them really, really did. But the Citroen, I think, is going to be a world beater now. I think I do like it. I think um, the only thing that's holding Citroen back is pretty much the Group 4 car, because I think the Group 3 Citroen is arguably better, arguably, like, in some cases, better than the NSX, in a way, uh, even though the that. NSX is, like, really, really good. But the problem is that the NSX has a group, good Group 4 car, which can, which has pace as well, and it can actually save fuel. Not the best on tires as well but I think that's what makes um, the Honda better than the Citroen because sim simply of the Group 4 car yeah yeah I was thinking the same thing like with the Group 3 especially it's like maybe the Citroen has a little more top end but that, I feel like the Honda still has a little bit more um, just like overall pace to it but as an overall manufacturer though they both at their strengths are just a bit more like the Citroen is very much a fuel kind of, it'll that's where it'll succeed in like a fuel-based race. Whereas the Honda, I guess that's the thing that the Honda's going to fuel too. So you can make an argument for both manufacturers just based on the schedule. Yeah, basically. I think the Honda's just worse on its tires compared to the Citroen. Rear tire wear will have improved as well. The M6, um, I I've noticed, as a, it doesn't have bad rear tire wear. But it's definitely going to have a lot better rear tire wear now because of the uh, more stability. You're not losing the back end as much and putting so much stress on the tires. Yeah. Dude, I'm liking the Jag. The Jaguar right now to me is like a girl that I dated a couple years back maybe. <laughs> and I see her again. And like we broke up. It was a bad breakup, you know. But then we saw each other again at like Smith or something. Oh, supermarket. <laughs> It's a beautiful car, dude. And then I was like, hey, wow, you've lost some weight. Uh, <laughs> are we still cool? <laughs> but oh yeah. Uh, I like it. But I like a few cars. I don't know what I'll go for. Uh, I just, the thing for me is, like, I need to wait to, for others to pick, you know? I'm like the hyena. I need to let the lions do their thing, and then I'll just go in and pick something that's like. Well, I think you're passable. making a great choice with picking that. It's just the question, like I said before, if uh, if other people understand its potential as well. If yeah, exactly. It's such a. Uh, you have to really have a team going. It's yeah. worthwhile just reaching out, talking to people, making deals. Yeah. But, and the uh, thing about this is that, like, I actually like that it's now the top three scores instead of the top five or all five scores because, like, you don't have to rely on someone from another region scoring less now. So, like, you can yeah. literally just team up with three people instead of five. Yeah. Two other people, yeah. Yeah, and you, you, yeah, the possibility of being let down by 
just one reason that would ruin your your shit back then. So I'm glad yeah. they changed that for 2019. Alright, 2020, yeah. Right? That's when it was introduced. Or was yeah, it last year? I, I actually, well, I think it was 2020. That was like the first time they did the point. Oh, yeah, it was. Because then yeah. I remember Lamb had the whole thing with Alpha and like how Oceania was getting like one point on Brad's hatch, even though it should be getting really good stuff there. And I feel and like that, Alpha. Now that won't be an issue. Alpha's gonna get dropped, man. Seems like I don't know if uh, Lamb's gonna pick it. Then it's like, well, oh no, it's not. It. Yeah, Alpha man, the friggin' we were testing yesterday, and somehow the Alpha Group Four now has like really good, or at least a well above average fuel consumption at full pace, oh. like compared to other cars going full pace, which to me is baffling, considering it already has its tire wear as its strength and the quartering and. Yeah, so I don't know how the Group 3 fared with that update, but the Group 4 definitely was, uh, at least from what we tested in a quick little frame there, from what we know, it's definitely benefit from it. Mm. For Alpha. Yeah, and uh, Cards fan was with Ford. The thing about Ford is, like, you can't pick the Group 3 Ford, right? Because, I mean, you can't pick the Mustang, because they're using the Ford GT at events, right? Pretty much. But have you, have you tried it recently? How has it changed for you? Oh, I haven't tested the GT yet. But I think what I heard from Debbie is like, it was really good before the before the update happened. Then after it happened, it's just kind kind of got a nerf of its own. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really touched it a lot since then. The fuel is tough, man. I love that car though. I remember when it first came out and it was killing it at Bathurst. I was so happy with it. it was, oh yeah, I remember that too. is a tough issue and uh yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the last thing I wanted to see in fuel races whereas bro, the GT was just really good and raw pace but then we but then we got to deal with fuel mileage situations you just had to, it just kind of falls off yeah it's just a shame I mean, it seems like the Mustang would be fun but I guess, I guess you can't go with it it's going to be interesting these next few days watching Twitter, seeing people way down their, their territory marks and uh, going from there, people reacting. It'll, yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled to see how the drama unfolds with these musical chairs that we do. Yeah. I just wish there were a few more viable cars. There's just missed opportunities out there for the game makers to, to write some of these things and uh, outlaw quadrant still going to be doing his um spreadsheet which you can find on gt on his gt planet he doesn't have a twitter but he's definitely on gt planet and he'll be linking to that to keep track of everyone doing their thing I'll, i might throw a link in to these podcast um you know footers or whatever later on as well and yeah oh i wanted to so cards fan you did the igtl world series race today and how was it all that qualifying qualifying was it oh tomorrow's friday i keep thinking it's friday yeah it's thursday april 23rd i had too much uh 420 for my week so i forgot <laughs> it's I all good stuff. <laughs> 420 was really good this year and it was really bad at the same time because my dealer's quarantined no, i'm just kidding um but yeah, the IGTL World Series, it's a pretty cool event. Are you going to do it, Andrew? 
Um, I haven't been following too much on it, but considering I uh, don't even know when it starts, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those things where since the season's starting and we had so little time to like test, and I knew that I'd probably want to change manufacturers, which I don't even know if I want to switch for sure yet, but yeah. I knew that I'd want to spend most time possible to figure that stuff out, so I didn't want to kind of overcommit to stuff that I thought would um ah definitely i guess take the attention off that a little bit well it's funny you that would need a lot of effort because uh it's like bentley and alex gt is anytime there's like a little drama they'll go on like if it's if the, on the official gran turismo twitter post if people are complaining they'll be like run our series instead <laughs> yeah it's it's a, it's it's a bit um they're, they're kind of like anti-fia but i mean some of the things that like I mean, it's like I don't I don't mean like throw shade, but like there's like some people who like hate FIA like so much, oh, yeah. but like don't make any leagues or don't have like the materials to like actually make something that's actually better than FIA because in many cases, like especially like last year, like I raced in a few leagues that. Yeah. People just like I've I've raced with people who have not liked the format of FIA, but like they literally don't know like how to create like a perfect combo for that all the drivers would like. It it's crazy because you know some of the combos that PD like offers us isn't really like that bad to be honest. I think it's just. You know, some combos are just like completely like ruined because of the slipstream and the, um, obviously the the fuel. But another thing is that like, you know, some of these people who literally complain about the the combos will literally have a combo that's like Group One at Tokyo Expressway South Inner Loop with weak slipstream, so. Yeah, the uninspired choices. I mean, and then it's up to the leagues to try and do better. And the leagues that you've, I mean, feel free to name names because I love all of the effort that everyone's putting into these leagues these days. Because I was I around too. for GT5 leagues, and they were tr- a lot of them were trash. It was some were really good. We tried hard, but the level of effort that goes into leagues these days, with the limited scope that current Turismo Sport allows you to work in, it's amazing what they're doing. And Obviously, Five Signs has done an awesome job with the um, ESGT and, you know, all the Umbrella um, series that go on underneath it. Definitely check that out if you're interested in racing stuff besides the, you know, regimented FIA stuff. Yeah, and there's also um, FIA. Um, There's also um, GT Fusion, which is... um, a league that uh, my team TX3 are participating in, uh, and I do, yeah, I do plan on um, uh, working with my team to de- develop like a league that. Will, oh, awesome! Uh, uh, I don't know, like it's gonna be some sort of like endurance league, and it's gonna we're gonna try and invite every like top team out there, and even like created teams too um, it, so um, people can find that on your if you post any updates and stuff about that it'll be on your twitter right well yeah it'll, it'll be on the um, TX3 um, 
official Twitter maybe next um, week, maybe. Awesome, man. I'll keep, definitely so, keep an eye out. That sounds exciting. Uh, and, there's, and, there's, and there's a whole ton of other leagues, too. It's just, um, you know, some people in, like, who, like, don't like FIA, they don't um, set up, like, perfect leagues. So I think people also have to, like, be very wary of, like, the leagues that they're signing up for, but they also have to be, um, I don't know, like, more, uh, like, they have to, like, look at leagues and start, like, understanding, like, which league would, like, suit me the best, so, yeah, you know, I, I've picked a certain amount of leagues that will, like, I will, like, definitely partake in, so, um, it's really just all about just trying to find the perfect league out there, and there's like so many that you can do, and they often, oftentimes they do provide like prizes and awards. So I think if people were offered that same opportunity, then I think many people would partake in like league racing on this game. For sure, I love it. And joining us now, we have Mike Rove, one of the core cores of the team phoenix how's it going bro thank you so much uh it's going good i like to share the voice of the party chat when i stream everyone loves hearing from all my teammates when i'm racing yeah that's really cool yeah that's the thing i like about um lloyd's streams and everything but okay to be honest sometimes i feel weird about having party chats like people invite me to chats and i'd love to be in them obviously if but sometimes i just need to be zone out and be in my own head during races but um then sometimes i see how many people like you know andrew and you, all you guys are in parties all the time and i'm like maybe that's the secret sauce <laughs> i don't know man it can be pretty brutal <laughs> yeah. to get used to driving with so many voices yeah, like in the background and i never used to drive parties and then yeah. I just kind of, I think it was when you, or no, it was someone who convinced me, they're like, oh, you know, just be the part. And then I realized, like, it's not that bad. It, it kind of helps you, I guess, with the whole selective attention thing. Because if you do end up qualifying for some event or whatever, then, like, you you won't really have a choice to, like, just block out. I mean, as good as those noise cats, like, headphones are, you're still going to get some stuff that seeps through. So, like, the fact that you're in a party chat with the shit ton of people talking in the background, it kind of, it, it kind of, I guess helps you get used to it in a way just and like singling out your focus to like what matters and like that selective hearing or whatever and especially like during like fia it's like it's kind of nerve-wracking when you hear that and it it's oftentimes these people to like leave the lobby or like haven't or like have to like people have to mute you in the in the chat as well so it's like i don't know it the the thing is that i the thing that I don't like about party chats is like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can try and be like as calm as I can, but like, I know that won't matter because if I'm like a FIA racing, like I hear like 17 or <laughs> I hear 14, 15 people talking at the same time. It's like, uh, how is my message being, how is my message being transmitted to different people? And that's the thing that like really gets to me about, um, like party chats in my opinion yeah it can be kind of weird sometimes but i i think it's cool i appreciate the communal aspect and people kind of just keeping their these friendships going through party chat and 
and then you're involved you feel like you're more involved in the races and stuff like that especially if you're split up into different splits and shit like that yeah keeps it cool and you know when someone's having a bad race they either get quiet or they get loud you know what i mean i often i often try to like go in between both like oftentimes if things don't go my way i'm just like i i just like i think of what i'm about to say before i actually say it most <laughs> times because be some things thing. that i could yeah because obviously some things that some things that you say at your mouth is like heat of the moment obviously and that's happened before in like numerous like races on this game so yeah you know just randomly say i hate cars i shouldn't have said that yeah (laughs) but uh so we'll ask mike what he's thought of this update real quick and then we'll move on to talking about other stuff but what have you noticed uh, what do you think uh, about this latest update there Mike this update I mean the slipstream was one of the major problems and it seems like they've taken an aggressive kind of approach to making that better for the racing like it's not like you can be you know as far back and still get pulled the same way you have to be a lot closer to really get an effect and even then it's it's definitely weaker so at least they're trying a lot of developers won't put as much uh effort into a game that's almost three years old it's such a weird thing Overall, though that, right I'm pretty happy with it yeah that's great but it's a weird thing that they've they didn't it's not like the game came out like this we had a pretty good slipstream for most of the time most of the time of the game but then they randomly changed it and then we made a big deal about it and now that they prod it back to kind of where it was somewhat we're all well, like it's awesome because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I remember like when the actual like slipstream was like what seven temps and like a lot of people at the time they were saying that it wasn't realistic and slipstream is like more than like a second and a half but the problem is that when you can't just be the the slipstream can't just be like 1.5 seconds it has to be like 1.5 seconds but it shouldn't be like have that big of an effect yeah yeah yeah, Other stuff they've changed too has been good with this update. It's been a good update overall compared to most of them. I agree, yeah. Overall. And that new I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously <laughs> going to be people that don't like this update, but I mean, you can't, I mean, PD can't please everyone, so. Nope. It's like getting a free car is offensive as well, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Going from there, um, I wanted to ask you guys what your vision kind of was when it comes to um, FIA and the the way that it might run this year as far as the, the big tournament. Like, will it be online only? Will, will Monaco, do you think, still happen? What's kind of your instinctual sort of take on what is going to go down here, starting with Andrew Brooks, Stefson. Oi. Hmm. Oh, is that your so, cat? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, let's go with that. I just missed that question. What was that? My bad? No problem. <laughs> I was just at my computer. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I was just asking what your take. How do you think the FIA tournament will go on this year? Will it be online only? Do you think there'll be Monaco still? What's kind of your um, instinct on that? 
I mean, I probably know just as much as the next person. It's one of those things where I haven't been following the global situation the last few days just to kind of, uh, I guess, take my mind off it a bit because it's basically all you hear about. But um, if it's anything like I would imagine, I wouldn't honestly, I honestly don't think, it's not that I don't want there to be one, obviously, but I don't see any events happening anytime within like the next six months because especially how they're going on with this could be a multiple wave sort of thing mm-hmm. and how it could it could like peak again or whatnot it seems like traveling is probably going to be one of the last sort of staples of i guess you could say everyday life that's going to be back to normal so i'm sure first it'll be the most important things um like you know just i guess any sort of like stores or stuff that are more crucial and since world tours is just based on a whole bunch of people from all over the world traveling to a single destination I don't think it's uh, going to be viable anytime soon. So maybe there'll be some sort of online championship replacement. If not, then um, all these stages may not count for something that's until maybe pff, start of 2021, end of 2020. Maybe oh, it'll be a world final if we're yeah. lucky. But then at that point, you're kind of like, okay, well, I'm here because of something I did a year ago. Weird, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you'd be... Honestly, I have no idea... But my guess would be that maybe the world final would happen if if it clears up. But I'm they gotta not buy a lot of. They'll have everyone in red hazmat suits, just racing yeah. next to each other, maybe six feet apart. Maybe uh, the Puma branded suit. <laughs> Puma branded hazmat suit. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> the mask just you just have a mask with a big with the leaper on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty good promotion, at least. Take advantage, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Start practicing with your hazmat suits now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... What I'm thinking is, if it is online only, um, they have a pretty cool opportunity to kind of play with the format. Um, in Formula One, they talked about, you know, they might have races behind, you know, closed doors, and they may, they may, they may use it as an opportunity to change some stuff up, have a couple races in the same week, have uh, different qualifying rules, have... You know, reverse grid races. Who knows? But yeah. in uh, speaking in terms of GT, I think they could do maybe some actual endurance races. How sick would that be, right? Um, oh yeah, it's an opportunity to shake stuff up and like we're so like something. Sometimes we tend to forget how boxed in we are to a certain type of racing. Like we're sprint racers, like to the to a really claustrophobic degree. That's all we do. You know? Oh yeah. And, you got to step out and do like one of those, um, like they had that, uh, the Euromaster 24 lately, which, mm-hmm. um, was one of those stint races where every two hours you switch drivers and it kind of gives you a new perspective on the game and what you're used to. And just any 24 hour race in general, like maybe that one wasn't the most perfectly handled event as, uh, others would say, but at the same time. It's uh, still a new experience where uh, you're not going to get in the FIA necessarily, just because a race like that, that long, probably just wouldn't be suitable with the point structure and all that. Yeah. Or not I mean, able to make it. My, I mean, my team is literally like made like events such as the, uh, the 24 hours for uh, Anna, which was um, an event for like charity. So I think something like that. Um, uh that can coincide with, like, FIA. Yeah, because like, 
If you go to the yeah. FIA Twitter, they have a, a race for the virus or a race for the cure or something like that. I guess you want to want to race for the virus. That'd be pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it nah. says race for the cure. I forget what it said, but yeah, yeah. they're pretty. They're about it. So you never know. They could tie in to GT. Uh, the only yeah. question is, is that how how are they going to like implement that into like FIA and how they're going to implement that into the all on season? Because it's not as easy as just like going in and just like putting the actual format it needs like months at least two or three months of testing and i think that pd in this time should be like considering doing that or what they could do is um probably provide like prize i think i think i've heard like a few people like talk about this but um maybe considering like the coronavirus is not gonna like let up soon they've been thinking about um offering a whole ton of drivers um like prize money maybe this season oh why not yeah they're saving on if you're saving money on the trips right just hook it up with that green energy yeah and i think that would be the perfect time to provide drivers with like us like the top drivers obviously but but like me yes you didn't have yeah. to say it, man. No, like, no. Every, like, <laughs> I'm I think just it's like, yeah. I mean, they. I mean, you know, obviously, if you do well in the championship, you should, you know, get a reward for something like that. It for shouldn't sure. just be, you know, I just go to Tokyo just for a watch and a uh, a trophy, which reality is most people on this game aren't gonna like have that like reality. Yeah. Anytime soon, but. And that's and that's why I kind of participate in private leagues too, because they offer some they offer like prizes, you know. Um, I know ICTL does. I know a few other leagues do the same. Yeah, dude, you're awesome. In so leagues. every time I see you, you're in a league, I'm like, uh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, it's well, most leagues. I don't. I want. I want to say all leagues are like extremely tough, but they do provide like a competition, and that's something that I think people should. Um, partake in if they essentially want to get like better at the game. I mean, that's how I like basically am here today. If I didn't participate in league races, then I probably wouldn't oh, be here. Awesome training. Yes, um, you always have to train with the best, you know. Like uh, that's Nick McMillan, I think. I, I don't know for sure the story, but yeah, it's from, he's from, in the same league I'm from. Snail. Uh huh. Yeah, dude. A Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night, it, huh? Sunday night, American Interactive. American, league. yeah, super well organized league from GT Planet. So much racing. They used to have a cra- they had a crazy marketplace system. They came up with, dude, like it was crazy. They did. And uh, Nick McMillan just raced his ass off. It was a uh, because I remember he was in 2012 um, GT Academy uh, Regional Finals, and we. Like it was, they had these races where it was like four. Every, every, they only had the four sleds, so people. It was like a group of thirty-two drivers split into groups of four, and we all just kind of raced random people. And he was in there, and I felt like he got really disappointed that he didn't make it to the finals, even though he had a lot of good speed. But after that, he just got so fast. And leagues really do make a difference. They they constantly change up their. You know, you're throwing all kinds of different 
weird settings and different cars to run in, so you're always on your toes. And yeah, I recommend leaks to anyone trying to get better. Nail has downsized a lot since those days. They used to have nine divisions, or almost yeah. ten divisions. That was like over 150 drivers, and, I, and now it's down to three. But they still keep it going. They've changed the format a little bit. There's like no qualifying. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's based on the points to start now, so they save more time, more racing. And uh, congrats to you, Cooper, for being the first, like one of the first North American TX3 drivers. It's a really big deal. Those guys are serious Frenchies. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah, those guys are like ridiculous. They, they're like ridiculously good. Um, I yeah. know. Um, also, like Ant and Randy. Yeah. Ant and Randy, Randall. Two drivers that have like, you know, one World Taurus, you know, so. I'm glad that I'm like on a team with them because I think like as long as I train with them, I think I'll like get better at this game than yeah. I already am. So Yeah. Looking forward to you getting to an event and doing the thing. It's gonna be awesome to see you there. Yeah. Um and what was the other topic? Yeah. Oh, so somebody mentioned something on Twitter I thought it was interesting. Uh will players not take this season as seriously? Say if it ends up being that there are there aren't going to be trips, like will some drivers say, ah, I'm not going to try as hard? What's your uh, kind of take on that? Whoever wants to take it. Well, I'll say this: I think I think the reality is there won't be any trips for like any like world tours. Maybe may there might be one in the summer, but that really depends on like the situation that happens. But, like, even then, like, we're almost in, like, June and July, and this thing is, like, not even peaked yet. Like, the whole virus hasn't, like, peaked in terms of, like, its, um, in terms of its, like, infection rate and death rate. It hasn't even, like, peaked at all. So mm -hmm. it's, like, if they were to have, like, a world tour, it's, like, how are they, how are PD going to, like, how are PD going to award the drivers for one? And then two, they have to figure out how they're going to, um, you know, send them the rewards as well. And then they also have to figure out if they want to develop like some online championship or some or like some world tour uh, ish like settings for those drivers to like partake in and from like from like at home basically. So it's like. I don't know. It's, it's gonna. I don't think there will be any world tours this year because, I mean, everyone needs to stay safe because this virus is nothing to play around with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for those drivers who are saying that you know they're not going to take it seriously, it's like, I mean, that's up to you. Like FIA is not supposed to. The whole purpose of FIA wasn't to be taken seriously from the start. Like it was just something that people can actively like participate in and to like you know try and get better at the game and, and what people got to realize is that the PS5 is coming out in what December of 2020 I think mm -hmm. along like with that. GT yeah along with GT5 is or G, not GT5 GT7 as a um, launch title Maybe. as well I don't know so it's like it's all of that being offered so to those drivers, do you just like wait for GT7 to come out 
and just play something else. I mean, because there's a whole ton of like other like FIA-ish or like games that are that are arguably better than GT Sport at the moment. Well, and then um, you have a set of course of competition there coming out. Yeah, and then you on have the that. And then, yeah, and then you also have um, Dirt 2.0, which I've been thinking about following. I mean, like I've been really thinking about like participating in that esport. Dude, that's a fun ass game right there. That is a fun yeah, ass that's, game. That game is like ridiculous, ridiculously fun. Uh. Um, but yeah, to the drivers who just like who are, who don't want to take it seriously. I mean, again, there's there's league racing. Like league racing is always a backup to FIA. You know, if you don't wanna if you don't wanna do around. If you don't want to actively partake in FIA, <laughs> I mean, like, don't do it. It's just like, dude, <laughs> yeah. racing, you know? Yeah, it's like people that, like, stop eating meat and just always tell everyone that they don't eat meat. It's like, we get it. Like, we don't like and, the FIA. And, yeah, and that's the... And see, that's one of the things that I don't like about the, the community, especially in the... Um, I don't mean to be, like, offensive, but, like, it primarily comes from people in the like the EMEA region who typically have this type of mindset. It's like, you know, you don't care about FIA, and that's fine. I if if you don't care, I can't make you care about it. Like PD can make you care about it, but the problem is that you can't sit there and just like continuously like slate the game, slate FIA, like, and then just not, you know, like you know, quit the game or just, like, do something else on the game, you know, it's, <laughs> or just play something else, basically, it's, it's not, yeah, pretty much. it's not even rocket science at all, it's like, I understand that people want this game to be great, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like, most of the decisions that PD are going to make, they're not going to please everyone, I even knew this from the start, when I first started playing GT Sport, like, I knew that the format of FIA wasn't going to be perfect. And that's totally fine that it's not 100% perfect. Because it can be improved for the next game because they're in this prologue. So it's like, to those drivers out there, I mean, it's like, you don't have to play this game. It's not like PDR demanding you to do every single slot of <laughs> FIA. You know? Yeah. Some people really can't help themselves either, which is kind of strange. At least, I mean, I have fun with it. I guess I don't grind it as much as most, so I can kind of when I take it in th at the pace that I do, it's still fun, and I can still find new things to do and such, but uh, I can see how pe some people are just, yeah, they're just kind of done. They're burnt out, but they don't need to tell everyone about it all the time. Yeah, so. it's like, it gets old. It gets old and repetitive, and, like, I mean, I'm just at the point where it's just like, you know, I get it. I understand that you don't like the game. That's totally fine. Like, I, ca I, I can't I can't sit there and make you like the game at all again. And it's not like you're taking the um, balanced opposite approach. It's not like you're blindly saying, oh, GT Sport's great, you should just shut up because it's awesome. You're just saying, like, I understand it has problems, but I still play it because I like the community, I like the game itself at the core, and I don't need to, you know, I don't need for it to be um, something that it cannot be. So... Yeah, they they pioneered a lot of stuff with this game, like the VOP, the way it's set up, and the way the races are set up, the point system. Nah. The stuff didn't really exist before they took a shot at it, so I give them credit, even though a lot of people 
don't look at it that way. They expect a lot. Yeah, it really popularized the whole BLP term and idea um, before. I remember in GT5 we did um, league races. We all had our own custom BLPs, and we would get mad at other leagues for using that. <laughs> like, yeah. you used our BLP without permission, bro. You're supposed to at least give us credit. And it's like, it's so, looking a, back, it's so dumb. There's a lot of games that really just don't have a good BLP system. Like, I... Like, for example, I came from Project Cars. Like, Project Cars had one of the worst BOPs I've ever <laughs> tested. So everyone kind of just used a meta car? Yeah, it was... Everyone... The, the meta car in that game was the Ferrari 488, I believe. And then oh, the yeah. Next, Fantastic yeah. car. Way overpowered. Yeah. yeah, but, like, everyone, like, was using that car. And it was just, like... No other car was, like, competitive in the slightest. It's, like... If you use the AM, even the AMG in that game wasn't really that competitive. The only car that could like actually beat the um, the Ferrari at some tracks was the Audi in that game, and even then, the even then it would only be like by a slim margin, you know. So, like when I look at this game's BOP, yes, it can be improved, but let's be real, every game doesn't have a perfect BOP. You know, like I've, like Assetto Corsa doesn't have a perfect BOP. Um, iRacing doesn't have a perfect BOP because obviously the AMG net game is OP as well. So it's like, you kind of just have to, um, you kind of just have to accept the fact that, like, BOPs are never supposed to be perfect and they're not perfect in real life either. So, dude, in real life, it's crazy. I mean, they have more tools that they're, like, you know, service in order to balance out cars. Typically, they use a lot of air restriction to kind of try to level the power out. But it's difficult. Like, you have in Super GT, for example, even though that's kind of a weird um, example, they had, for the longest time, they didn't allow MR cars. It's like, yeah, we understand how difficult it would be to try to balance out an MR car in our series. So they had really tight restrictions on where you could have stuff. But then the NSX kind of, Honda just came, and they were like, let us do an MR, and they just did it. And they figured out a way around it, but they only have so many machines in that category. But then you have like Le Mans, the way that they do BLP there, it, like the ACO, it's it's a it's a black art, and there's still not really much info. It's mostly a speculation as far as what really goes on. They have they have like these Stig, you know, like Top Gear kind of Stig style drivers that yeah. that kind of take the reins. And a lot of the time they'll be like retired um, Le Mans drivers, and and they try to put in their two cents but then you have stuff like the 4GT happening where they sandbag and then they, they work the system they game it and they know how to play that whole aspect yeah. of things so it's all it's there's drama everywhere it's just that's how racing is and when you have different machines trying to race on the same race and BOP too is like it's one of those subjects that you think oh it's so easy you just make all the cars like you know equal like pick a couple they tracks and make it the thing that where it makes it so difficult too is like, I think this is one of the things where I preferred of the 2018 season, where every group three round in manufacturer specifically was like nine times higher, I believe, and like five times fuel, four times fuel, something like that. So the BOP could be crafted to fit that specific set of multipliers because the performance of the cars is one thing on one lap pace and time trial. But then a lot of the discrepancies in the cars only occur once you're racing them and then their new strengths and weaknesses show. So it's like if you have 
like I was driving earlier, the Ford GT, you're like, wow, this car's amazing. And then the second you bring it into a race and you see the rear tires and the fuel consumption, you're like, okay, well, now it sucks. It's like, well, I wouldn't say it sucks, but it's definitely not anywhere near what it is in time trial. So BOP, it's like three-dimensional where, you know, where do you, I guess, draw the line between, like, balancing the cars for, like, time trial, like how fast they are on, like, one lap versus, like, their race pace. And then the fact that this season there's so many different multipliers like you've got six times six times and like two times three times mm-hmm. so it the strengths of the cars depending on what car you're in will only shine through on like a specific combination there might be one combination that just brings out your car's weakness and so the that's where the bop is really difficult to balance right it's just when there's so many different like sets of conditions and that's why like there's so many yeah. factors to like an actual like car as well. Like you gotta consider that all cars aren't don't have like the same engine, so it, obviously like the fuel consumption won't be the same. You know, mm-hmm. like for example, like the BMW has what a a V was it a V8 or a V6 engine? Uh, I believe it's a V6. I'm not it's too a sure. turbo twin turbo V6. Yeah, or something like that. Turbo V6. I thought or it was a V8 for a minute. Actually, no. I think it might be a V8. It is a... I can't remember. I think small it's a V8. V8. Yeah, small block. I can look at yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Turbo, yeah, so if it is, yeah, it'll be a really small block. Yeah, and it's twin turbo, and obviously that car is like... Well, surprisingly on this update, it's actually good on fuel. I don't know why, but... <laughs> it will um, be because... Maybe because there's more rear grip. You're not spinning the tires up as more, so you're not having higher revs per like corner exit like you were before. So maybe it's a bit nicer. Maybe partially that the issue yeah, is still persisting in high speed tracks, though. So it's like it's it's like this arbitrary fuel consumption number where like some cars just have it worse than others, like just by its genes, essentially, if you will. It's like maybe there's like previous update no matter what you did the m6 would always just suck on fuel like even if you drove it like a pansy right it would just be nice to maybe go somewhere near full revs in a race yeah <laughs> which you might be able to do now according to the latest uh tests <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to it well, what i like is those combos where it's like lower t- it's like maybe times four tire wear and it's like only racing hards I can really get. I like that combo personally. I've always raced like most of my time in GT5 was all on racing hard tires. So I just feel that the cars feel a little more challenging and fun in that in that spec. Like a top, I think a topless for this last exhibition series that we had. It was uh, racing hards with lower tire wear. And that was pretty cool. I didn't participate, but I liked watching. Seeing how it seemed like more cars were viable in that one. Yeah, and that was the other thing that I forgot to mention too is like the actual compound itself um, is also a variable at the DOP. Like, if you look at the same track on GR3, Interlagos, for example, I'm pretty sure on racing cars you'll see cars like the R8 up there, but then as soon as you go to softs or mediums, it's the Atenza. So it's like different cars benefit a different delta Mm -hmm. depending on the tire you put on just because like a car that struggles with like grip in the rear will benefit more from having the grippier compound. And now that's another thing with this update where it's like, maybe that'll be affected. So cars that true, I guess had a grip issue before, maybe will be better on the hard tires now. And it's like, this is all the kind of 
stuff that you have to test, and we have such a short time frame to test it too, right? So a lot of this will just be taking a shot in the dark with the BOP and the new physics and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So how was your exhibition season there? So I'll go through everyone, but uh, Cooper, starting with yourself. God um, awful. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh shit. Time. Well, for the first, uh, well, I actually, I actually will look at my uh, my scores for that season. But that was like one of the worst seasons I probably ever had because, like, for one, um, I wasn't scoring well in the rounds where the Subaru was decent at. I know it wasn't the strongest of cars, but at the end of the day, it's like the first two rounds like were so unlucky for me because round one had the stupid penalty system and obviously like the points were like ridiculous as well and that's why I just didn't bother going again after like the first lap because I was just like so mad and then the second race I got uh, six in the first slot and I went again and I screwed up my qualifying and came back finished 10th and then I went again and then I got punted off the road Jeez. and I like finished like 12 or like 13th or something like that and then the next round, I believe, was uh, the wet race. Yeah. And the Subaru wasn't. Yeah, and the Subaru wasn't really like that good around there. But I was somehow making it work against some MR cars. Yeah, dude. Um, and then the fourth round. Uh, what was the fourth round again? Um, uh, Willow Springs. I think it was. Oh, Willow Springs. So, yeah. Willow Springs. I qualified pole. I had a 15-9, I believe, and I screwed up. I took too much fuel, and I went on to finish at fifth, and I just didn't bother going again because the points were just gone. So my highest points out of the first five rounds was a 286, and that was at, uh, where did I get that at? Round five. Round five was at, oh, that was at Autopolis, and the... I believe the um, the Subaru was good, and I think I could have gone again because I think I could have had like some good point scores. I had I could have had a good point score for that round, so I should have won again. And then round six was Monza, and I got bullied by the slipstream. So then round seven, uh, I knew what I was doing, and I wound up scoring three eighteen. And then round nine. Uh, was should have been 300 points and that would have put me like in the top 16 but um, I basically went off on the last or, or the third quarter on the second to last lap and that was it and then round 10 I don't even want to talk about so <laughs> me either <laughs> neither do I <laughs> overall that season that was probably one of the worst like FIA seasons I've ever had, to be honest. Like, I, I can't even. I don't know. I didn't practice enough for the races. I didn't like. I wasn't focused, and then when I was focused, the combo was garbage. So. Yeah, I feel you, man. I I feel like my first half of the season was pretty good. I was still really awkward when it came to driving the RSO one because I picked Renault. And um, it was my first time really even trying to use that car. The uh, Group 4, obviously the Magan the Trophy is amazing. 
super lightweight. Shouldn't even be in group four. Uh, but, you know, I did what I could with it. And I ended up getting my first 40 ever, which is really fun, over at uh, uh, yeah, Willow Springs, Big Willow. And I uh, had a good race with Andrew on that one. Only race, only reason I... <laughs> only oh, reason man. I got to race with you is because you had a Jaguar and I had a Renault. But, uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't the best, <laughs> but it wasn't the worst. Yeah, that was still... For that track. Yeah, qualifying on that race... It was tough. I actually ended. I didn't like being behind another car in the Renault, as far as trying to get the slip. So I would try to go off off on my own as much as I could. Um, I think I only really used the slips successfully like three times. Uh, one of them was at Suzuka. Um, otherwise, I would always get it. You know, people would mess up that were ahead of me and kind of slow down. Um, so I wouldn't always be the biggest benefiter, benefactor from that. So, but. The RSO one, man, that car is tough. It's so I didn't realize how bad it was on uh, power. I I knew it was like a little bit high downforce or whatever, or a lot. But oh yeah, it doesn't move. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible, dude. That's really it's bad. It's literally stationary. And uh, the top sixteen race was just so disappointing because I took my time trying to figure out that chicane, and no matter how many times I drilled it, I still, even when the pressure was on, it made me realize that I still need to work on some mental aspects of my game, but um, when the pressure was on, if someone was behind me, I, t I would tend to hit that shit wrong and spin out, but in qualifying and practice, I'd be cool, so it was just kind of getting psyched out about having people around me trying to take the corner, chicane a little too fast, you know what I mean, so, overall, it was a good learning experience or whatever. Um, not sure I'd stay with Renault because I really just don't like the low power and, and having to really rely on a few rounds of Group 4. I'm not the biggest fan of Group 4 races in general anyway, so I'd rather have a better Group 3 car to mess around with. But still, still fun. It was, it was kind of uh, interesting because I put a lot of pressure on myself to try to beat Dino because we're both in Vegas. And I was like, I can't let him be the fastest fucking Vegas driver. But, uh... Oh. Yeah. Still ended up kind of happening. But it was my fault. I, I, I just needed, like, one more good race in order to bring my uh, score up to, like... I just needed one more, like, 305-point score to be the number one driver. But I couldn't make uh, Dragon Shell Gardens work because of another chicane um, and I couldn't really make the ninth round which was Laguna Seca no yes I forget yeah yeah it was Laguna man I love Laguna it was the first time I actually hit that one really hard since I uh, since my like GT6 or whatever days uh, track is amazing but one thing I'll disclose here that happened for my qualifying Laguna was I uh, was going around doing the old fuel burn. Remember those days? <laughs> and uh, I had to um, put my... Because, you know, the, the Renault is really good on tires. It's one of its things. So I threw my brake bias all the way to the back. Or, sorry, all the way to the front, I think. Yeah, plus five. Uh, and I was just rolling around, you know, hit, holding the brake, holding the gas burning off fuel and then I went out for my hot lap but I forgot to set my brake bias back to zero 
So when I got through the lap fine, once I got to the top of the hill and the corkscrew hit the brakes and I just went sideways. So, and I was on a really good lap, so I potentially could have been like top five for that first slot top split race. And I may have gotten like a second place podium. It would have been like 310 or 15 points. I forgot what it was. And I would have been good. But anyway, it's enough moping for me. Uh, Infinity, how was your exhibition race? Um, I, I never played in 2018 when the BOP was like uh, the best it had been or when the conditions were the best. So for me, this is probably the most promising season yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be... I'm glad it's only 30 races. <laughs> 40 always seems like just so much. 30 kind of seems a little more doable, manageable. But less chances at the same time. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, and Cards fan, how was I saw you got in the top sixteen. That was pretty awesome. I'm glad, I was glad to see you there. Yeah, I I I I didn't want to talk about the top sixteen race. <laughs> Dude, I, I tried to do a reverse strategy. We we're we we're kind of hanging in the back together because I I think I messed up qualifying. So, but I tried to do a reverse strat and it's still like didn't really i thought i could gain some a good number of places but i really only gained two so yeah not gonna yeah, be Earth a the, good uh, broadcast for me huh. yeah or the red bull ring and monza i think this season was probably laughable like oh really yeah you laughable. oh yeah monza of course in the gt is gonna be awesome huh now i'm talking about for my for the exhibition season oh it'd be your when personal run yeah 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 but the gt was good at monza though right I was a, it was the um, good oh, four race. Right, 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 right. The Mustango. Yeah, the only problem with it was the fuel consumption. Yeah, had a little hole in its uh, tank there. <laughs> yeah, I wish it didn't even help out. Aww. Cool, so we can kind of wrap it up by seeing how much of our poker hand anyone's willing to show or lift up so does anyone want to drop any hints as to what they're looking at in terms of manufacturers for the official season starting with defson <laughs> uh, i don't know yet <laughs> i literally don't know no you know uh, daisy is a pretty good manufacturer that group three sandero uh it's pretty strong <laughs> no i actually have no idea um there's a few auto auto like well, t speaking of Honda, the Honda's pretty good, Citroen's pretty good, Jag possibly still. Um, I thought Ford at one point, but then I didn't like the Group 3 as much as I thought I would. Like, It's one of those things, like, this update came out less than 24 hours ago, and only My, have uh... scratched the surface in terms of like trying everything out, and I definitely plan on doing some more tomorrow evening, but um, I feel like it's one of those things where... It kind of does feel like it'll be a bit of a shot in the dark because there's probably going to be something that we learn about the car about one of the rounds that we didn't know about or didn't have time to test or, you know. So, I don't know. Definitely one of those ones probably. Probably Citroen, Jag, Ferrari maybe. Well, There's, there's definitely a few more that I'm probably forgetting, but they're I mean, all I, in consideration. I, I, I think I'm just going to skip the first round just to give me myself... I'm going to buy myself a little more time, you know? And uh, I know... I mean, it's kind of... There a lot of people are going to do the first round, and it'll be a lot of good points. So, but um, yeah, I think 
It's just people are going to pick weird menus, and i got to just make sure I protect myself against that. Unexpected choices and such. And um, It's worth considering, too, that uh, I think there's a... Yeah, the superstars are uh, round three, so oh, yeah. I don't know how the qualification for superstars works, but if you skip round that. one, then you definitely want to make sure you do round two in order to qualify for that. Because I don't know how it works, like if it's DR-based or if it's based on whatever the points are up to that point, but... If you don't have any rounds in by round three, I'm not sure how that would work for making it to the Superstars race, which doesn't matter for, like, global points perspective, but it matters if you end up having to challenge someone in this region and then they get it and you don't, right? So yeah, cause it's worth thinking about. The point score is going to be... The multiplier will probably be substantial. I think it's just, what, plus 50? Is that what it was, Cooper? Like, it was, like, a base... Points, base 50 points. So yeah, so there's no multiplier. It just throws on an extra 50, I think, for all the Superstars yeah, races. So like, it's like every Superstars race is probably going to be the 40, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, Which is what you. it should be. But that's it's more, I guess, of a assuring 40. And it'll be helpful, I guess, with the issue in EMEA, where they're having seven slots. At the very least, with those three Superstars races per... Um, Per season or per stage, I should say, the you know if you go in the superstars, it's very likely going to be a forty. So at least there's some sort of solace there. For sure. Um, personally, I'm still looking at Renault. I'm kind of I keep trying the RSO one, and I'm like really not liking it. Like I, I told others before, I, I feel like I really need. A, a group three car that's decent in order to stay kind of engaged throughout the season because if these group three races c keep just being sad or i avoid them uh it's not going to be good for me so um i'm looking really at everything i mean anything that's a fr i'm probably going to be considering <laughs> if it's decent um corvette is always kind of been in the back of my mind because i just love that car i just wish it was a little more uh i mean yeah, just wish it was a tiny bit better, but I still see, you know, I see guys that are inspiring to me, like, um, Force, what was his name? Edwardy? Force Ewerby. Ewerby, yeah. Uh, he kicked, yeah, he's, he was Chevy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, and he fought, um, Josete for top 16 over there, I think. Unless mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, that was quite a thing, so. People like that make me think, yeah. Chevy can do some stuff if you put a million hours into it. But, uh, yeah, at the same time, though, Chevy didn't make it into the top <clears> 12. So there's always that aspect to look at. But yeah, I don't, this, I don't know. I think this is, like, the type of stage or type of season or the type of season where, um, where you're going to have, like, probably more most of your group four races will matter more than your group three ones i think because you need as much as you need a good group three you also need a more competitive group four unless like your car is already like qualified which is for one is already mazda so um i don't know like i think this season is more going to be group four based than group three based I think that's where all the points are going to come from. It's especially for the types of manufacturers that I'm thinking about choosing for the official. Yeah, like which ones? Uh, I've been, I don't know. I've been thinking about Ford, Alpha, 
Um, Volkswagen, Mitsubishi, Corvette, the whole ton. Um, I, the thing is with Ford and Alpha is that you would have to outscore people in other regions. And the problem with Alpha is that, like, you have to, like, be on it every single round. And that's something last year that basically cost me, like, a world tour spot, I, I think. Or a world tour... Yeah, potentially a world tour spot because of that. Like, if I had just put in that extra bit of effort into the races that I should have won, mm-hmm. then I probably would have gone to a world tour with Toyota last year. But yeah, the problem is that with Alpha, it's literally the same thing, considering that people are, people are flocking to it. And Oceania, um, obviously Asia are going to have a much, I would say, easier time um, to get those points for Alpha. And then, obviously, the third spot would literally be a battle between EMEA, which is a hardest region, but for the 4C, I think people should be, like, I think any 4C driver, any driver can get in the 4C and literally dominate in it. And then I also see... um, uh, Central South America as well. Uh, I don't know if there's any South American gonna, that's going to drive Alpha for a Fetchel. So right. um, I I don't know about that. I don't know about Alpha at all. Um, yeah, Ford is yeah, Ford is pretty decent. I feel I have haven't driven the um, the GT yet, but I think it's got worse on tires and. I want I want a car that I can like I don't know I'll have to probably get used to it if I do choose for it and it'll probably take me a while to get used to. Um, well, I've also been thinking about Volkswagen because I like the Beetle. The Beetle's good on tires and good on fuel, and the Scirocco is meh, <laughs> meh, honestly. And then I've been thinking about Mitsubishi because the Group Three is. Although it's not really the fastest, obviously not the fastest down the street, but the Group 3 is very good on tires, but it shows on fuel. And the Group 4, I think, has the same problem. Mm-hmm. But both cars are arguably better than the Subaru, apparently, um, in those aspects. Well, the uh, um, the Group 3 is really kick-ass at NURB, right? Nurburgring GP? Yeah, like Nerve GP or a combo like uh, a Sardinia B, yeah. Like the that car would literally like shred, like shred through the field, you know. It's, By the way, where the hell is Cro- Saint Croix? They like stopped using it for some reason. It's not on the schedule. Especially A and C. Yeah, I love yeah, that a, track now. They've, they've never used like C, like yeah. A they use like a couple times, but A C is just like. Not I, I mean, I think C is like really unbalanced, to be honest, because I think I think it just favors power cars more. If I let me look at C real quick. Yeah, because going through the yeah C is like C is like a a what like a f- almost a four minute track for group three cars. Right. Yeah, Saint C has GTR written all over it. <laughs> yeah, GTR yeah. Supra. Ford GT, uh, Mucarna F1. Yeah. 
Lambo. Lambo, AMG. Um, what other cars? Aston, even. Like, yeah. that car, that, that track is so unbalanced for, like, many of, for, like, many cars. Many cars to yeah, be Pug VGT too, I guess, if there's anyone. Yeah, the Pug would be good there too. Um, so we're quickly rifling through the schedule for the first stage of the official season. We have Suzuka Group 4, Red Bull Ring Group 3 for Round 2, and then we're in Dragon Shell Seaside Group 3, uh, Laguna Seca Group 4, then Round 5 is Tokyo Expressway South Interloop for Group 4, and then Circuit de la South Group 3, then uh, Sardinia B for Group 3. Then Round 8 is Group 4 Fuji Short. Round 9 is Maggiotti Group 4. And then the Round 10, Top 16, will be Interlagos Group 3. So Mazda, hello. Win for them. Good set of combos. Really, uh, I think one of the stronger, stronger sets they've had. Yeah, pretty balanced, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but there are some weird, like, I don't know. For some reason, it just kind of reminds me of a reshuffle of the exhibition race last season. Yeah, I think round two was the same as round one this season, isn't it? Pretty much I don't remember which round it is, but I know that uh, Laguna is literally. I'm pretty sure it's literally it's really the same right. race. Yeah. but this time Except we actually they just have got rid to... of the penalty thing. Yeah, yeah. we have to do. Yeah, that. use our pro so. strats. <laughs> absolutely legitimate and not cheating. <laughs> Those are my favorite Twitter feuds uh, in the GT community. I knew I knew you didn't want to get into that race, honestly. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> that was uh, a thing. We'll put it that way. I'm glad I gave that one a miss. Yeah, hard pass on that race. What race? It's a Laguna. Uh, Laguna. Where everybody took the penalty. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do that race. It's so Same sad, here. but I, I'm really not looking forward to Sarth anymore. <laughs> I used to love that track, man. I think I think Sarth is a fuel saver as well, so it's like no, it's not. Fuel I think it might be times two, yeah. Oh, it's times. Surprisingly, two. it isn't. Yeah, and the only tire requirement is racing hard, so I think you, I think you can no stop on those tires. Yeah, pretty likely. Yeah. Um, That'd help the handling cars out in the Porsche curves. Uh, handling cars will still be bad there, I think. Because like mm -hmm. even even because the draft is basically gone, basically so like any of those all the cars literally don't have a chance. Any handling car is like basically neutered at the track. It will always be like a car that has um, considerable amount of like uh, straight line speed down the straights and through the corners that will like succeed that track. So Supra basically. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad we don't have to do gardens. I welcome Seaside with open arms that are bruised from the chicane. Seaside has its own special chicane. Oh yeah, I'd much rather go through that one. Speedy chicanes, I'm into. The Give me flat a bus out stop. Chicane. Give me I'm a not bus a fan stop. of gardens chicane. 
I'm not a fan of gardens in general, I'll be honest. I think it's, it's probably one of the uh, weaker tracks that they made. No, I like gardens, actually. Yeah, I, I like know. everything about gardens except the chicane. But there was one moment, remember when they had championship limits? And you had to yes. take that thing like a sane oh human being? Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, hip turn through there. It was horrible. I, I remember championship limits like. In that, general, that championship team. limits were kind of crazy, but certain tracks they really did well with, like Nerb GP, pretty cool. No one took the chicane like an asshole anymore. Interlagos was terrible for those. Interlagos like, is already ooh, bad, yeah. but with championship like, limits, like, especially wow. around four. Like around time Interlagos, four. you used to get like what three second penalties for like putting one <laughs> wheel. Like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Over the white line, it's crazy. Oh my god! Everyone was sweating it for those races. That was an interesting time. I don't think I was in top split at that point. That one in a lot of those races from 2018 is—we were literally talking about that a couple days ago. That was like one of the most memorable races, I think, that in this region at least. Back, right. I think that was like the last one before the Vegas happened. But, mm -hmm. oh my god, it's amazing when you look back and see the cars that people are using, and, like, the Dodge was, like, one of the best cars. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Viper, yeah. Every, how things just change so much. The Viper was always really good at Suzuka, man, too. Yeah. I remember using that in, like, daily, like, C, when I was, like, still, like, hitting the grips of the game, like, in 2018. And the Viper, on it like, was unironically, like, my favorite car by, like, a long shot for, like, every track. Interlagos, Suzuka... It just, but now it's, you wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I mean, people have said in the update it's a little better, but I haven't gotten the chance to drive it yet, but it's just crazy how the BOP, like, cars just suddenly think they're good. Oh, now they're useless. Oh, now they're good again. Kind yeah, of funny, I think we'll test out the majority of the FR cars tomorrow. Oh, yeah, me too. Yep, plenty of testing. I think, all, I think all the FRs, like, feel the same, to be honest. They're um, pretty similar, yeah. I don't know. I think the only, the only, the only dramatic change is that the the 17 Lex is now better than the 16. Again? Oh no, it's it hasn't been that way at all. Like that's that's actually new. They actually made a car that's more relevant, better than the one that shouldn't be relevant. Oh. Yeah, I maintain that. Well, you didn't you mention that the FT1 was better? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, uh, it, it got it got kind of better. I mean, yeah, I think I was, a lot of them kind of got better. I think the Corvette to me doesn't feel much improved at all compared to what I remember. The I remember the Jag to me feels the Group Three Jag uh, does feel better, especially on turn and like it's through lovely. the slow stuff. Through the slow stuff, it's it's improved. The the diff just feels more like it's doing its thing. And before where before it was just like kind of. Like just blank, a blank feeling, or yeah. like a, a numb feeling going in a slow corner. You could feel the like the car pushing through like fast corners, and now it's a lot more. Uh, like, it's not hugely faster than it used to be, but it just feels all that much better, which can do wonders. Yeah, I still felt, a, you know, an unwelcome little bit of, of the same kind of pushy feeling in uh, Catalonia, uh, turn three. Yeah. But, um. The big test for me would be Seaside going through the S's. <laughs> that was always oh, yeah. like that was a game turning off. Like when I went through there in in that car in the official season last year, I was like, I think it'll this. still be pretty uh, unideal, but it should be better than that. Something about the last that one handling update from like six months, ago, whenever it was, oh, right. 
it must have helped this car a little bit in terms of the feeling. So it still won't keep up with, with say, an Audi R8, obviously, through there, but it'll still be pretty, pretty uh, serviceable, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, and the last tip before we sign off, I wanted to tell everyone that if, you're, if you've been banging your head against the wall trying to do these Lewis Hamilton challenge laps, fear no more. Go back at it, try it again, and you may find yourself achieving those diamond level times much easier. So I heard it on the Twitter, so don't take my word for it. I'm not telling you it's guaranteed, but it should be a little easier for you. Go ahead and go try it. Make that money. I just haven't beat it yet. It'll be good news for me. If I need the money. <laughs> I didn't put the time in. Did a couple one and done runs on them. Got silvers. I, I did. I did Willow Springs, and then I was like, uh, I don't want to do the rest. <laughs> Sad too. Somebody bought it for me. Somebody like reached out and was like, I want you to have it. Like you should be playing this. So uh, he gave me a PSN gift card to get it. I was like, wow, okay. I think as soon as I just got the, as soon as I got the diamond, I just said, screw it, that's it. I'm not going to try to get like every single world, world record or anything. Nah. But uh, it's a cool little thing. I was surprised it was like paid DLC, but whatever. They gotta. Everything's been free, so that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how much it costs to uh, get Lewis Hamilton to put his name on something. True. Yeah, I didn't think about that angle. That's got to be a lot of money, and that means they're probably going to have to get a get a lot of money from us to uh right to pay uh to pay him to to a uh, hashtag blessed all the uh, DLC. <laughs> well, it always gave me a warm fuzzy feeling every watch because I watch a lot of F1 and any, every time I'd see his hat from the left side, I'm like hell yeah, Gran Turismo on the podium. I'd say, I'd say one thing, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed at the DLC is uh, that's definitely getting cut. That wasn't a good joke at all. <laughs> you said I'm I'm impressed. I'm in blessed. I'm impressed. Wow, that was a good lap. I'm impressed. Oh I yes, leave. I just realized what happened. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm just done. It's it's a little late. I'm, I'm Don't a give up. Slow. Keep trying. That's what, that's what you <laughs> So thanks everyone get for it? joining. Appreciate it. We'll go out with a bang. <laughs> um, let's talk again soon. This is fun. I appreciate the group. And uh, yeah, these these long live live stream kind of shows are always more casual, laid back, and, and fun. So I hope everyone takes care and uh, get to testing, and we'll see what everyone does in in a week or so. See where we come out as far as what our picks are, and I hope I hope you all get some good ones. So yeah, it's good to have you guys on. Take care and have a wonderful tonight or tomorrow or whatever wherever you are